This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Well, happiest of Thursdays to you, my friend, or whatever day you happen to be listening to this, and whatever month you happen to be listening to this. I am recording this on the heels of uh, July. 2023. And this month just always seems like a great reset month. It's technically the middle of the year at the beginning of July, but somehow, I don't know about you, but the whole month just seems a little little squishy. Like a little like it exists a little bit outside of time. I've been hearing a lot from friends and from clients in June, like, oh, July already feels like it's almost over. And I have to agree. There's just we we like to pack a lot in. And I want to help you take advantage of this kind of little time capsule of a month. We're going to do a guided reflect and reset, a good old-fashioned mid-year reflect and reset. That said, you can really do this anytime. There is no wrong time to pause the momentum of your life, take stock of where you've been and where you are, and then orient yourself with all of that and decide where you want to go next. So... Wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, it's going to be super duper valuable for you to feel in charge of your choices, self-directed, very present in your life, all of the yummy things that we decision masters are after. And of course, you know me, so you know I made you a downloadable worksheet that you can fill out and make this super duper easy. And I know sometimes that is what makes all the difference in us actually sitting down and doing these things. And I want to make this as easy as possible for you because there is pure solid gold in this exercise and in your thoughts about the year so far and the year going ahead. So go ahead to kirstenparker.com forward slash 60. Get your downloadable worksheet. You can fill it out right from the PDF. You can print it out if you want to, but you don't have to. We're making things easy all over town. KirstenParker.com forward slash 60, six zero. You can get your worksheet. And if you don't want to use the worksheet, that's fine. Use a journal, use your notes app, whatever works. We're going to start where we always start. Can you guess? Do you already know what I'm going to ask you to think about? If you guessed wins, you are spot on and get a gold star, my friend. So we're going to start with the wins. What are the wins of the year so far? And yes, any facts and figures totally count here. So run your numbers, do whatever you spreadsheet things you got to do to figure out, okay, what have we logistically achieved? I do not want you to stop there, though. Don't make this a kind of play Katie exercise that you try to get through just so that you can get to the other stuff with like our brains tend to do. We want to skip this stuff. We want to assume that we are not as celebratable and things are not as big of a deal. And that is not the game we're playing. So really take your time with this. Take stock. Let yourself really go back in time and consider what have I achieved? What milestones were hit? What fun have I experienced? 
What people have I connected with? That's a really fun one that I've been putting on every month's wins when I reflect on the last month. I've really gone through my calendar and looked at, oh, I had lunch with this person and I had a phone chat with that person and I met this person. Really making sure that I count my human connection and my relationship nurturing as a win because boy, howdy, is that uh, important to our quality of life and really easy to kind of push aside and accidentally neglect for weeks and months at a time? It is for me. So I really make a big deal about who have I connected with and let's count that as a win. And you can do the same thing. What are your growth areas? What are the things that you've really wanted to pay attention to? And you have, count those as wins. And yes, it can be money made. We can also count money invested in yourself, time invested in yourself as huge wins. I also want you to consider graceful recoveries from mistakes or just recoveries at all. Maybe you had some failures. Maybe you had some some moments and you got through them. You recovered. You course corrected. You survived. Any surprises embraced, things you didn't see coming that you were resilient through, Any challenges conquered? Yes. Any boundary set? Ooh, that's a great win. Anything that you said no to or anything you were honest about that you want to count as a little win? Give yourself a little pat on the back? Yes, please. Any decisions you love? That's a really, really fun one to include on your list of wins. What decisions have I made this year that I love, that I'm proud of myself for, that I stand behind? Yes. So like I said, don't rush this. Don't hesitate to add something to the list. Our brains are already taking care of scanning for things that didn't work well and aren't wins. It's already doing that on its own. So we owe it to ourselves to do this little extra work of figuring out what are the wins, what is the good stuff. So if something occurs to you, put it on the list. Don't second guess it. There's no such thing as too small a win. When you've given yourself lots of juicy time for that reflection, then we can move to what I've called lows and lessons. This is where I want you to just note anything that was hard, challenging, surprising, sad, frustrating. You can note any lessons you learned from them if you want, but my main objective for this section is for you to give yourself the chance to acknowledge anything that might have been a little low from the year. Even if it was a low in the moment and you can see now, I've recovered, I grew from it, la la la. If it was hard in the moment, it's worth acknowledging that with compassion. So I want you to approach this section of our reflection with total self-compassion in mind. You may have changed plans or even changed course entirely because some of these things happened and you might be in a different place now than you had maybe hoped or planned at the beginning of the year. And in order not to wallow in any unnecessary self-judgment, resentment, guilt, shame, anger, we have to have compassion. I was thinking about my friend who just did this Camino de Santiago walk. Have you heard of it? Have you done it? She sent pictures. It looked amazing. She walked for miles and miles and miles, day after day after day. And I was just thinking about these things that we take on in our lives, whether it's a logistically (laughs) challenging miles per day, days long walk experience, or if it's just showing up at work, being vulnerable in a relationship, these things that we set ourselves up to experience in our human lives. And imagine if you just didn't acknowledge that it, it was hard or scary. 
The other way I was looking about this is if you were caught in a storm, if you were just in the middle of a flight and you hit a lot of turbulence or you were on a road trip and you were driving to your next hotel in the middle of the night and you got caught in a big storm. What if you never ever acknowledged that it was hard or scary? You didn't give yourself the chance to give yourself a pep talk. No, congratulations for taking this on. No, I think we can do this. No, what might you need to keep going? None of that helpful self-talk. And then I was thinking, what if you got through it? What if you walked all of the dozens of miles? What if you landed on the runway? What if you made it to the hotel, made it through the storm? And you never, ever acknowledged in hindsight that was hard, that was scary. What if you gave the talk in front of the people? What if you asked the vulnerable question to a family member and then you never acknowledged in the moment or hindsight, that was hard, that was scary. No, I'm proud of myself. No, wow, that was a powerful experience. No, nothing. It takes such a richness out of our experience and it kind of deprives us of the fullness of those experiences. And I'm not saying that we need to relive trauma. I'm not saying we have to find things to be grateful for about horrible stuff, but acknowledging that they happened with total self-compassion for the fact that humaning is hard, like half the time, that's the point here. Humaning involves all these unpredictable, uncontrollable elements in the high and the low parts of life. So taking a moment during or after or both to just acknowledge this is what happened. I made it through this. I built tons of resilience through this is super valuable. So that's what I want you to do next. I also, in this section of the worksheet, share this Maya Angelou quote, which is amazing. I can be changed by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. And this is part of our reset. This is part of you breathing into wherever you are right now and whatever has happened to you, for you, around you, whatever, and really giving yourself this moment to steady internally and decide, okay, this is what's happened. I'm going to look it straight in the face. And now I'm also going to look ahead and take all of this strength and experience with me forward. Yum. And that's going to bring you to the part of the exercise where you do a little status report. So where are you right now? What's happening? How are things? Sometimes it can be helpful to give yourself categories to assess just so that how are things in your life is not the most overwhelming question. So if you want, you can kind of guide yourself through, okay, how are things with home? Whatever that means to you. How are things with family? How are things in relationships? What's happening in my career? What's happening in my health? What's happening in my wealth? What's happening in my fun or joy or growth? You can make up your own life categories, but chunking it up can sometimes be a more efficient way to come up with useful answers. And once you kind of do a status report, what's happening, then I want you to consider where do you want to be? Where do you want things? If home is where it is right now, what would be the ideal? Would anything be different? Maybe not. That's great. If there's any growth or changes you want to see and experience in any of these areas, this is what you're going to explore next. You don't have to necessarily answer in terms of where do you want things by the end of this year, but that can be a helpful next question. So overall, if you know we eventually want to, I don't know, remodel our house, 
or if you eventually want to double your business or whatever, or if you want to get your book published, that's really good to know and name. If it doesn't feel doable by the end of this calendar year, don't let that stop you from writing it down, okay? Own what you want. Let yourself go wild. Be honest. Have fun. Also, don't forget, please have fun thinking about what you want in this one and only life. If you can, and it feels good, you can scale those answers to, okay, where do I want to be at the end of the year? So if you do, say, want to get your book published overall in your lifetime, where do you want to be with it by the end of this year? That answer is going to be very different for lots of people. One person might say, I need to have started my book by the end of the year, and that will be a win. And one person might say, I need to finish my book by the end of the year. So it doesn't matter. No wrong answer. Just think about where do you want to be? And then where might you want to be with all of this stuff by the end of the year? Anything you don't know is fine. If it's not knowable right now, it's not a problem. But anything you can be specific about, absolutely. And remember, some of this is just guesses and it's not going to hurt anything. So just put a guess down on paper. You don't even have to show it to anybody if you don't want to. The point is to own what you want. Then I want you to consider what from this year so far is not going to work to get me where I want to go. And I want you to focus on your sphere of control for this question. Answers like, my Aunt Fanny needs to not be such a meddling so-and-so in order for me to get what I want this year are not helpful. That is not a helpful answer. So think of your sphere of control. What about this year so far? If you've been making decisions in a certain way, if you've been focusing on a certain thing, if you've been struggling with a certain thing and not getting help with it, what's not going to work if you keep that, if you keep that behavior or routine or habit or mindset in order to create everything that you just wrote down that you wanted for the rest of the year? And really breathe when you get to this question. I want you to think about internal and external options here. Sometimes what's not working from this year is I stay up too late, so I get horrible sleep, and then I don't start the next day with the energy and the headspace that I want. Great. That is a very solvable problem. That is really good information to know for what's not going to work for the rest of the year to create the year I want. That would be an external answer. Sometimes it's like I'm not sleeping well because we don't have adequate curtains in our bedroom. Also, great answer. Great data. Put it down on the list. External. There are also internal answers, though. Those are the mindset things. Those are the, I've been focusing so much on what's not working well, which makes me feel like I get nothing done, when really, I've done a lot this year. Just consult the win section of this exercise. Holy moly. I didn't really even notice that any of that happened. That mindset is not going to work for the rest of the year. So that would be an internal answer. And remember, keep all of this within your sphere of control. You can certainly include things like asking for people's participation, help, collaboration, whatever, but we don't want to make your ultimate success and happiness conditional on things you can't control. I can only have the year I want if the stars align such that this, this, and this happens. If it never rains again this entire year, if something outside of my control happens, then I can have what I want and feel what I want. That is a super tenuous plan and is going to set you up for a lot of stress. And that is not what we are after. So now you have where you want to be by the end of the year. You have what's not going to work to get you there. And now I want you to think about who will I have to be in order to make this happen? Mm. 
You need to ask this question before you start asking, what will I have to do? Your brain will probably want to go to what do I have to do? You, Your brain might have already started working on a spreadsheet in the back room. It's probably color-coded some stuff by now and is just like eagerly waiting outside the door for you to finish this podcast and be like, okay, I have some ideas. And that's fine. It can wait. The logistics can wait. I really want you to think about this year that you have ahead and all of the possibilities for what could happen what you could create and experience. There is so much possibility ahead. Who are you going to have to be in order to make what you want happen? Are you going to have to be the person who prioritizes themselves, who really sticks to the boundary to, for example, not work weekends? Are you going to have to be the person who believes in themselves? who doesn't give in to imposter syndrome and give up? Are you going to have to be the person who gets help, who doesn't try to take everything on alone and end up overwhelmed and then pushing things off for later? And this is what's going to give you your first homework for the next week. I know we might want to jump into busy work and get going on all these big plans, but I promise you're going to set yourself up for the long game if for the next week your main focus is this who will I have to be question. Can you imagine yourself a week from now having focused on this, just sprinkling it throughout every day? What if I were the person who prioritized myself? The more you mull that over, marinate on that idea, the more naturally it will evolve into I am becoming the person who prioritizes myself. The more you marinate on that idea and teach your brain that this is a normal thought to think, the more naturally it will evolve into, I am a person who prioritizes myself. And that is pure gold. The version of you who is more familiar and comfortable with this identity, I am a person who prioritizes myself, is the person we want making your master plan for all these goals. Um, yeah, that's right. We just reverse engineered your best planning strategy ever. We don't want today us to do all of this work and spend all of this time coming up with, okay, if I spend two hours a day on this and if I do this here and if I blah, 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 blah there, then maybe I can get all of this stuff done that I want to get done. We actually don't want today's brain doing that. We want to give today's brain a bunch of vitamins, a bunch of supplements, a week at the spa. (laughs) We want our best brain making our game plans. And you create your best brain by thinking about this question intentionally. Who am I becoming? Who am I becoming on purpose to be the person I want to be and live the life I want to live? Marinate on that answer. And you will make such more effective, expansive plans. Yes. So I cannot wait to hear if you try this. And don't forget, we walked you through it now, but you can get your worksheet and fill it out and make it super duper easy and and then see your answers in paper, help encode all of this information. So go to kirstenparker.com forward slash 60, 60 to get your free downloadable and let me know what you think of this. Let me know what this exercise reveals. And if you found it helpful, I would so appreciate you leaving a rating and review for the podcast. It really helps other people find this and get the access to all of these decision mastery tools. And personally, I just love hearing when something is helpful and resonates for you. So I hope you have a fabulous week. Happy July. I hope you feel really proud of your year so far. 
And I hope you feel inspired and jazzed about the possibilities for the year ahead. I'm proud of you. And I will talk to you next week. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites and an 11 minute crash course video training that simplifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy!